This is is the the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather, Heather, Clemstown, and Sarah Ruthless. Welcome to the Legs and Eggs Podcast. I'm Sarah the Ruthless, here with Clemstown. Fupa Jones and Heather. Today we're going to discuss liberal hypocrisy. It's fueling America's inequality. Here's how. Basically, this video that I caught wind of was a New York Times video, and this guy does a bunch of research. He has actual facts to back up what he says, and it's talking about essentially how Democrats say one thing and do another. And that's why the housing crisis has gotten worse and why it's worse in blue states versus red states. Yeah. I mean, I watched the video and I thought Heather did too, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, Foops, you didn't, right? Uh, No, I did not. Basically, it's one of those things that's like right up your alley. You know, the Democrats are hypocrites. I mean, I watched it. Yes, I live in New York and New York City, which is supposed to be like just you know, a liberal paradise. And everything they said was true. There's an insane amount of inequality here. You know what I got from it, though? It's not necessarily the politicians, though. It's the people who claim to be liberal. And I vote Democratic and I'm a progressive. Oh, but you can't build that in my neighborhood. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want that here. That's why they're called the not in my backyard Democrats. Yeah, the NIMBYs, right. Like, I totally understood exactly what he was talking about, but I didn't really feel like it was the politician. I felt like it was the people. I mean, it's the people and they vote in those politicians. Correct, they do, but it's not the politician's fault that people are voting against zones for housing or where the school money is allocated to. Right, except that the school money is allocated by the, at least here, um, partly by the city, partly by the state. So, I mean, and you're voting for these people because they're going to do the things like make sure there's not a homeless shelter near you. I'm going to say, I think it... Everything is politicians' fault. I think everything's everyone's fault. It's everyone's <laughs> fault. It really it's is. Everybody. But I'm saying it's their fault because they have the money, the resources, and the time. Their job is to serve the people. If they are elected officials, their job is to do what the populace has voted for them to do. They only talk about doing it. They follow through with none of it. Yeah, but one of the examples in that video was that they changed a zone in Palo Alto, California, so they could build a a 60 apartment for low-income elderly people. It wasn't even for just regular, you know, families. It was for the elderly community. And the people that live there, oh, no, 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 we don't want that here. It's like, well, then where do you want them to put it? You know, old people bring down your property value. Well, it doesn't matter, though. They were just taking a two-acre lot to build 60 apartments for, it was probably a 55 and older. What are they going to do to ruin your neighborhood? Use a walker? I mean... Yes. Be old, man. Yeah. It lowers their property values because they are lower income. Right. So their $5 million houses will only be worth $4 million now. And they'll have to look at, at poor people. 
We're going to have to look at a map or something to see if where they were planning to build it is near the police station. They do like to build those near police stations. Yeah, they do. It's like, okay, so you think automatically that because someone's fucking poor that they're going to be committing crimes. But absolutely, a lot of times poor people are committing crimes because they're fucking poor. That's why they have formula locked up in the supermarkets now. It's fucking disgusting to me. They also have my fucking toothpaste locked up. Everything that's available, you can guarantee you'll get four things and spend $100. Everything's locked up here and the Rite Aid is understaffed. So they installed this, um, you know, where you have to push the button to get someone to get it out for you and then understaff the store. It's not their fault. You, They always show up all frazzled because... There's a line that's wrapping around the store. I fucking hate capitalism. This is what I'm trying to say. Alright, well there's this one time I was an electrician and I was working in this attic and boy... I sharted so hard. Oh, man, it was awful. And I'm up in this attic, and I'm like, what am I going to do? So I strip down, take my undies off, try to clean myself with those said undies, and then I hide the undies, sharted in undies under some corner of the attic, under some insulation, and go about my day. And that was fun. So there's some... Sharted on attic undies in someone's attic, so that's funny. And then, same thing, I was taking lunch and uh, I was at Rock Harbor parking lot and uh, eat my lunch. And oh my god, I shart so hard! I'm like, oh, this is not good, I gotta go back to work. Luckily, there was a outhouse there, so I go to the outhouse, take down my undies take out my trusty pocket knife and cut the undies right out of my shorts and threw them in the outhouse and then went back to work commando you know what's something that I never knew even after the Johnny Depp movie came out did you guys see the movie Blow it was about George Young who was like the biggest cocaine smuggler in the 80s did you guys know that when he got finally arrested for the final time, it was in Dennis? Yes. I didn't even know that. And I've seen that movie 20 times. It's the only Johnny Depp movie I like. I hate Johnny Depp. I just don't understand how, like, I'm from Yarmouth. And it took me until, like, three years to go to find out that that the biggest cocaine smuggler in the United States was arrested, like, up the street from where I lived. I didn't even know that. So even after seeing the movie, my parents, we had cocaine in our house all the time. Everybody did cocaine. Oh my gosh, remember the little 35 millimeter uh, film canisters? Uh, I thought that was just a myth. No, no, my, well, most people apparently put weed in them, but because my dad grew it in the basement, there was no need to hide the weed. They had their cocaine in the little You'd open it up thinking there was film in there and there'd be white powder in there. Wow, your dad grew cocaine in the basement? 
Okay, well, I want to talk about something really serious, guys. Like, okay, okay. Really, so this is going to be really hard to bring up because I might get a little teary-eyed. But Aaron Carter died. I know <laughs> he did in the bathtub. Yeah, like what the fuck, Whitney Houston, Bobby Christina, and then Aaron Carter. Why do all the celebrity drug addicts die in the bathtub? That's what I want to know. It's a little weird. First of all, the Whitney Houston, Bobby, Christina both dying in the bathtub. That was weird. Didn't Kristen Pfaff from Hull also die in the bathtub from a drug overdose? I oh, believe I don't know. she did. She definitely died from a drug overdose. Yes. So I'm not a drug addict and I don't have access to the bathtub, but if you're on drugs, do you take a bath? Probably. I, I think guess. most of them usually don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. I think you're feeling relaxed. You want to go enjoy the relaxed feeling at the nice bath. So what happens? Like you just sink and drown? Like I don't. Why are all these people dying in the bathtub? I just don't understand. This is why we need to do a PS for like junkies to get a fucking shower wand. You know, you stand in the shower, at least spray some water on those dirty-ass balls that have been walking around <laughs> in the same six-shailed pants. Give yourself a good ball wash, wash out your asshole, and move about your day. Get the fuck out of the tub. It's easy. All I'm saying is it's probably very relaxing. Isn't the Xanax relaxing enough? <laughs> Every tool of law enforcement, 
with every tool of law enforcement. If we must use force, if if we must use force, if we must use force, if we must use will be better than the nightmare world. Will be better than the nightmare world. telling Karen the other day I came I, was, I wore them out like to the store around the neighborhood for the first time and I said I think I finally get it I think I get the appeal of getting fucked because these headphones I can feel them fuck me <laughs> and wait combined with that he used to do poppers with his friends I'm pretty convinced he's trying to tell can me you something. stop with the poppers I mean you and I know that that's what exactly where your head's gonna go I was like are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> do you want me to peg you? I mean, why not? Because I won't do it. I won't do it. I, I don't want to put in that much work. <laughs> you you won't do it. <laughs> I believe that. A little level, do you? I watched the George W. Bush movie, and fact, he choked on a pretzel and almost died. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> and I was like... That could have been your moment, universe. And that's what we get for taking baby Jessica out of the well, like Boopa said last (laughs) week. (laughs) Took away my last wish. (laughs) Oh, W. W, I kind of miss him. I know, just to hear the stupid things. He's not even like, oh, I respect him so much more than Trump because I hate them both. It's, you know, I just miss hearing all the stupid things he said. Yeah, and like him dancing. Like, there's videos of him dancing, like, in Africa, and it's so uncomfortable. It's, like, amazing. I just saw the um, the gif of somebody throwing a shoe at him yesterday, yes. and it was great. I fucking <laughs> can watch that more than anything. Like, even, like, a fucking, like, dick flapping in my face in a banana hammock. Like, that would crack me up and make me wicked uncomfortable. But I would rather watch someone throw shoes at George Bush. His reflexes, though, I'm always super impressed every time I see. Like, he ducked. Yeah, dude, he had, like, super ninja avoidance skills. So I'm like, oh, his fucking kids throw shit at him all the time. He's ready. Because <laughs> he got two shoes. Yeah, dude. It was like 
fucking crazy how he avoided that. I was like, oh my God, he is a lizard person after all. It's amazing to me though, if you think back to when he was president and everybody fucking hated him and then 9-11 happened and then- And everyone still hated him? Yeah. No, no, he was like a hero president. His approval rating was like through the roof. Yeah, and people were just mad dropping panties for cops and fucking like EMS workers. People were just really horny for 9-11. Cubes. Bush did it for the oil. And now for the Clem and Fupa's Cats Report. This is Fupa Jones, here reporting on my cats, the cats that Clem Stump and I have together. I was just sitting here on the couch with the froggy doggy, Kurt doggy dog, Curtis, and the Mooey cat, Mooey. And then as soon as I started recording, Curtis jumped up. He went into the foyer. Now, the foyer is not where Curtis usually hangs out, but he's been going out there more lately, usually tends to hang more towards the back of the apartment for the bedroom in the bedroom and uh he is looking oh i put out some little treats for them and he just found them he's coming back he didn't want them and he's coming back i am making chickens so there will be chicken for you soon now clem has been gone all day and mitzi mitzi is, is essentially her daughter uh mitzi i don't know if you know this nurses on a <laughs> Clem's face. Um, so that's always fun. They're they're really like a. I think she thinks Clem is her mom, and they're very close. So she's been a little out of it and sheriffing and needing some love. But I just told her, you know, the how how she you know, we love her. And she's she's our cat daughter, and I adopted her because mom loved you so much, and I love you so much. So. We couldn't imagine not, not living with you. So we wanted you to come live with us forever. So and we love you, Mitzi. And she liked that. And that worked out. New Kitty is sleeping over on the bed. Um, no, she just got up. She's in the windowsill. Checking out. No, it's not the sunset anymore. The darkness. She's very much into the darkness. The orange boys are not around. Not around at the moment. I haven't, I've seen Henry today. I've seen Wally a little bit. Henry wanted pets. Wally's been pretty quiet. Um, I haven't really seen him much. But he tends to stay under the bed a lot, or under the couch during the day, so. Alright, that's it. That's your Clem and Fupa's Cat Report. I'm Fupa Jones. Wishing you all a happy cat today. Meow. Just as much as you're going to see people fucking waiting for food, there's people that are actually homeless that are trying to get off drugs and try to get their lives on the right track. And every fucking city I've seen, like, the hugest methadone lines I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I don't know where the methadone clinics are. Right. I know where they're one in Yarmouth is. I know where and, it used to be. It used to be by my house. Yeah, well, it's still there. It just moved, like, up the street. But... Those aren't like regulated. They're like private. So they, they they never get you off the methadone. They don't want you off the methadone. They just keep giving you the methadone. So every morning you get your first free fix from your insurance and then 
half of those people just do it to get their first fix of the day for free. I think about what they have to do to get the money to do the rest of the fixes. So I'm like, give them a free one. I don't fucking care. I feel I feel you should just take the methadone because it's like one of those types of drugs that people get on and they have a really fucking hard time not wanting to do again. If you can like live your life and not rob people or do things that are inappropriate that you wouldn't normally do in reality, I say take the fucking methadone. I, I agree that methadone can work, but over you're supposed to lower the dose over time. So eventually you're off. And these this, this one in Yarmouth, it's owned by a private, like a private doctor runs it. He's not trying to get anybody off. They're just using these people to make more money. Isn't that just a direct thing, though, that happened like, all right, for example, like when Bush sent troops into Afghanistan to tend to the poppy field instead of eradicate them and then fucking they traffic heroin into this country. They make Oxycontins. Even rich people got fucking hooked on those like heroin addiction start with people just being like, I want to use heroin. It's like they start taking prescription pills first. So it's like whenever, you know, the people that are like, let the junkies die. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I hope your fucking kid becomes one that. Right. Well, but I don't know what the actual statistic is, but it's pretty high where most people that have turned to heroin started with like an injury or a surgery where they were given legitimate pills. But it only takes you three days to get addicted to a Percocet or a Vicodin. Three days. That's it. Especially if you take it as much as recommended. They tell you to take like two every four hours. I used to get prescription painkillers because, you know, I'm from the the time they're handing them out like fucking candy, you know? You get a cavity filled and your dentist is writing a prescription for like three weeks worth of Oxycontin. I fucking hate those so much. Being on those is like being hyperactive. And then puking and feeling like you're going to go to sleep and like a cycle of that over and over again. Fortunately, they don't hand them out like candy anymore. No, but the damage is done. You're right. The damage is done. You know, we have all of these addicts. And then it goes back to your point, Heather. You still have people profiting off of it. Even the people that they're going to for help and being on methadone and managing it with methadone is so much better than actively using and living the life that some of these people have to live. Right. They're they're not trying to actually get these people off of the opiate. They're just trying to make their profit from the insurance company that they're dosing this person every morning so we get to build the insurance company. Also, it's up to the individual to want to taper off and do it correctly if they're an addict. It's still their fucking personal choice. Correct. But this, because this doctor profits off not helping them get better, he's not even offering that, like, let me help you get off of this. Right. The methadone clinic in Yarmouth is not through, like, Cape Cod Healthcare or Gosnold. It's just some guy. I don't know if they're getting, they're probably getting handed pamphlets you know, I don't know if social workers are there or not. I, I don't know that much about it. Mark would go to that mobile station next to where the clinic is every morning. He would see the people driving away from the clinic, pulling into the parking lot and doing drug deals. They're just getting their fix for free. And now they're buying their heroin. Checks out. Yeah, there's always going to be those people. But like, I just feel that this one clinic 
on the Cape, it's not trying to get people off it. He's trying to keep people on so that he profits. That's all. I think that the the should be regulated definitely. Like as far as like, you know, you have to give them a certain time frame and tell them exactly. There's no there's no regulation. There's no like, okay, we're gonna go on this program for two years. Nope, you can just go get your fix. I don't know how it works. I don't know if like anybody can just walk in there and get a dose of methadone. I I don't know that much about it, but I think you do have to go to an actual doctor. Because my brother does that and his life, like, he's never going to be right. I feel like I prefer him doing that versus doing what he was doing. Oh, well, I mean, if if somebody is using the methadone clinic the right way and they just go in the morning and they get their dose and then they're not doing drugs the rest of the day, then that is working. That's what it's supposed to do. I know of two people who have gone to the clinic just to get their morning fix for free and then they still shoot heroin i still think going and getting the morning fix and shooting heroin is okay only because you know we see a lot of addicts here um in my younger days we had big hearts but we did not have the nicest nicknames for people so there was a homeless addict who hung out on the corner right by my apartment And he was very sweet, but he was, you know, heroin addict scabbed over. We called him scab face. (laughs) (laughs) Not nice, but he was very nice. I used to buy him um, breakfast in the morning and I gave him $2 at the end of the day every day. And that was it. But you knew what he did for money. So there was a place where he could get one fix so he didn't have to earn money like that. Yeah, right. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like. If you weren't out of your mind and reliant upon a drug to just not make you sick every day, you would eat a man's ass, like after he freshly pooped without douching. So, we really need a tour of Nancy Pelosi's freezer full of $5,000 worth of ice cream. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand why people hung up on that. If I had that much money, I'd have a freezer full of ice cream, too. $5,000, though? I don't Okay. She has a large family. <laughs> I don't know. How are you getting rich as a politician? Like, that doesn't seem like you should be getting that wealthy. You're a fucking politician. She's like Speaker of the House leading the Democrats at this point, and you just show it. When you're so wildly out of touch with people. Yeah, but she was wealthy before she was in politics. Paul was wealthy. Her family was from politics. Her family was wealthy. Is how do you get her wealthy? Her father, right. Her father was a congressman. Right. How do you get wealthy in politics? I mean, wealthy. I mean, like that level of wealthy. Oh, through Wall Street. I don't know. Ask yeah, for- exactly. Ask Lauren Boebert. Ask Paul Pelosi because he fucking has direct ties to Wall Street. Right. I mean, but he, but again, though, they were wealthy before she got into politics. Lauren Boebert is wealthy. Wealthy people only stay wealthy. That's why. And she got much wealthier. (laughs) But it goes to this. Why are wealthy people the ones doing politics? If you're not doing it for the money, why are you doing this? Power. Lauren Boebert had like $2,000 in the bank when she got elected to Congress. And now she's worth like $2 million. She's been in Congress for two years. 
How does she get $2 million? They all are like that. It doesn't really matter what party it is. They all are like that. They're all double, triple their wealth. Right, but I'm just saying the Pelosi's were wealthy before. Somebody like Bobert was not. No, but that means that she also invested in either voting for a lobbyist cause and got payola for it, or she invested in Wall Street because she learned from everyone around her how to do that. Yeah, but they're not supposed to take money. They do. Right. How do they get away with it? Like, what do they do to get their money? What did Lord Bobert do? They create laws to protect themselves. Right. It's just crazy. But yes, Nancy Pelosi, her husband was making money off of insider trading for her knowing all this shit all those years. I mean, obviously. And then she shows off that freezer full of ice cream. At the time that she did that, the lines for the food banks, they were long. The unemployment systems were falling apart. People weren't getting their money. Like people were starving and she's showing off. Oh, look, just stay tight with $5,000 worth of ice cream. She didn't even understand what people were going through. And she was never, ever capable of understanding what people are going through. No, because she grew up entitled and she married a wealthy man and she's lived a life of wealth. She doesn't know what we go through on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and, and that's who we have in charge. People that don't know what it's like. How many people in um, Congress know what it's like to be struggling? Like two. Immediately following the first attack, I implemented our government's emergency response plans. Our military is powerful and it's prepared. Our emergency teams are working in New York City and Washington, D.C. to help with local rescue efforts. Our first priority is to get help to those who have been injured and to take every precaution to protect our citizens at home and around the world from further attacks. The functions of our government continue without interruption. Federal agencies in Washington, which had to be evacuated today, are reopening for essential personnel tonight and will be open for business tomorrow. Our financial institutions remain strong and the American economy will be open for business. This is about like running a fucking country. What is the solution to get people on the same page, right? Like, especially when it's like the simple things in life that everybody needs, which is like housing, medical care, and education. Everything is about dick and balls. They're gonna pass a stimulus I got one in my pants Come look at my stimulus Don't get any in your eye I'm on the bro log Cause I'm a brochurist My stimulus is in my pants And you'll see why I'm so cool I might start a podcast The stimulus in my pants, it's rarely like the bone. Gonna drop a tea bag, 
In your cup of water, my stimulus package is my dick. And it is my balls, no corporate bailouts for my stimulus. And it's GMO free. So did you guys hear about that 10-year-old boy that killed his mom because she wouldn't buy him a virtual headset from Amazon? Yep. No. Please tell me about this. This was in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Of course it was. He had already, like, anger management problems in the home. But, yeah, that's what happened. Like, I guess she woke him up early that day, which pissed him off. So he decided to grab her keys go into the locked gun cabinet, pull out the gun, and he was, like, twirling it around. And he was like, you're going to get me that fucking virtual headset from Amazon. And she said no, and he shot her. Holy fuck. Ten years. So what? Third, fourth, fourth grade? Unreal. Yeah, and they said that um, when he was younger, he would pick up the puppy by its tail and swing it around. Oh! Yeah. So the kid... Was our, he was just a psychopath. Yeah, he's a budding serial killer. Like, he should be put away, like, now. Right, and he'll, he'll be released when he's 18. Yeah, exactly. He'll get put in some juvenile facility, and they'll deem him fine, and they'll release him when he's 18. <laughs> he's in Milwaukee. He'll be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer second. Yeah. He'll be eating cocks in no time. And then there was um the catfish cop. Yes. yes. I read a little bit about that. Yeah, he like pretended to be a younger man while talking to a younger girl from California and he was in Virginia. He's like 28 years old. He looks like he's 47. Yeah. And she was only what, 15, I believe? Yeah, 15 or 16. And he drives across the fucking country, kills her parents and grandparents and abducts her. <laughs> like... I mean, I can't think of, like, a scarier internet interaction. No, and I saw, um, I think it was her aunt, maybe, who was giving a tearful plea. Please pay attention to what your children are doing and who they're talking to. I don't ever want this to happen to another family. I think you should even do that when you're an adult. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like, kids don't have that, like, foresight either that they might be potentially speaking to a serial killer. God, no. They think that, you know, it would never happen to them. Right? Everyone makes fun of Stranger Danger now. Like, we grew up with Stranger Danger. But I really feel like they should teach more Stranger Danger. I don't think we teach enough Stranger Danger. No. No. And even when you teach it to them... Trust me, they don't fucking listen because they're teenagers or young 20s and nothing bad will ever happen to them. I think it's so weird. Like, I find, like, at this time more than ever, because, you know, our whole generation was, like, molested and raped. But, like, our generation was molested and raped and they all have kids and then their kids graduate from high school and they get fucking banners with their name and their face on it to, like, congratulate them. And I'm like... 
what the fuck? Like, if this was back in the day, this shit would not be happening. Yeah, remember the, um, everybody had the, uh, well, not everybody, but the cool kids had the L.L. Bean backpacks with their initials. Well, that morphed into just having your name. They didn't do the initials. It was just their name. And I used to do that when my kids were little because everybody had a blue L.L. Bean backpack. So I had their first names embroidered on them. And then I read a thing. It was like, you're just allowing a stranger to call out your child's name. And I was like, holy fuck. I mean, I just think it's strange that, you know, we went from a generation of who's on the milk carton this week to like, I'm putting my kid on blast and their vagina online. And these kids today, they don't even know about milk carton kids. They don't. They're so deprived. They need to watch Punky Brewster. They will learn everything they need to know. Get the fuck off my lawn. I can't fucking stand door-to-door solicitors. You fucking knock on my door or ring my doorbell, interrupt what I'm doing, try to sell me a fucking solar panel. This isn't the 50s. We don't have door-to-door salesmen anymore. Get the fuck out of here. New headphone recording sample. Let's see how this sounds. It's like how, how Michael Jackson declared himself the king of pop. But he was <laughs> the king of pop. Come on, Prince is way better. Yeah, but uh, Prince was I... like, he's more than just pop. You can't put that label on him. Prince is an enigma. Yeah, it's it's insulting to call Prince the king of pop. He's the king of everything. <laughs> exactly. Like, why were we supposed to choose? It was like a competition. Well, that's, that's because... Um, Michael Jackson wanted him to be in the bad video <laughs> and say, your butt is mine. And Prince said, I don't fucking think so. Your butt is mine. I'm not saying that shit. He was just like, nope. <laughs> so they just didn't like each other because he wouldn't collaborate with them. Yeah. And he was the king of pop. But I mean, he really was. We've all heard Billie Jean. But it's Prince, dude. Like, I just. Prince, it's insulting to call Prince the king of pop. It isn't, though. He's because he could be like the king of funk. He could be the king of. He's he's more than that. That's what I'm saying. If you just label him at the king of pop, he can go higher than that. He's more than that. What about Aaron Carter? (laughs) He's the king of the bathtub. Do you know CVS now sells vibrators? Yeah, they do. That was like a huge like wake up call to me a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh my God. But then the other day I was at Target and I went down the women's section just to kind of <laughs> cross over really quick. They also sell the same vibrators that CVS sells. <laughs> Is it the vibrator for both holes? Yes, they have both. 
because that was someone complained about that in a Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, Target. Dude, I fucking love that so fucking much because, like, she's like, oh, right, real nice, right next to the Tylenol where the little ones can see. And I'm like, a I'm vibrator like, for both holes. Yeah, a double bumper. It's like <laughs> next to the yeast infection medicine. Yeah. Like, oh, the vitamins are next to the vitamins. Holy shit. No, it's in like the women feminine section. Like the, the section that sells like tampons and pads and exactly. that. It's not in the Advil section or the Tylenol. Dude, come yeah. on. Your little ones know what those are. The problem is you. Correct. But I am also super impressed that you can buy them there. But they had like the little security thing. So you have to like call someone over to say, <laughs> I want to buy one of those. And I was like, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, how many of those are you selling? I noticed in the travel sized section, they have travel sized vibrators next to the no. yes next to the um the face wash stuff the cetaphil mm -hmm. those do not have those same things i don't think i just have to say i hope i'm alive for when cvs and shit start selling anal beads i don't even care if i'm one of the old people i want to watch the old people melt down over that it's be amazing. I hope I'm alive for that. I just hope that they do meltdown in CVS over it because then I can put them under senior citizens arrest. Is it normal for tradesmen to poop in your yard? I worked construction for years, decades ago. Every crew had stories of the phantom shitter. Was on the job. One of the painters shit in the yard, even though he had access to a toilet. Family dog found the pile of shit and rolled around in it, then went inside and got shit all over the house and carpets. Good work. You're lucky he didn't take a shit on your kitchen table. If you treat people like animals, they'll act like animals. I heard a story years ago of someone taking a dump on the supervisor's desk on a large job because there were no porta potties provided. Guess what? The Porta Johns showed up after lunch that day. I used to know a roofer that would just disappear from the rest of the crew for five minutes. Find an out of the way spot on the roof shit there, wipe his ass with a rag, then use the rag to cover the turds. Sucked when you worked your way to that spot to tear out the old roof, but he'd just say, hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. No shame at all. I worked on a job site once with multiple floors, luxury apartments. The whole building was under construction and my crew was installing toilets. We didn't have working water in the building, so no working toilets. On the ground floor was normal porta shitters, but there were a lot of guys working down there, so they were usually full. 
On the other floors, we had to use these things called sham stalls. A portage on is too tall to fit in an elevator, especially once mounted on wheels that can, can support its weight. Solution? Build a half-height version with an open top on a robust wheeled platform that can be trundled into and out of the elevators. Make the walls thicker to make up for the lack of a roof. Stick some saloon doors on the front to make up for the lack of a door frame. Boom, shame stall. It was especially bad because the job site was co-ed, so you'd be dropping a flaming gas station food shit while some hottie from the building's residential marketing crew is coming out of the elevator. You know how the dog feels when you watch him shit in the yard. When you just work in any construction trade, you hear all sorts of shit stories. Here are some of the stories I've been told. Guys shitting in the backyard. Guys shitting their pants. Guys pulling off the highway and shitting on the side of the road. Guys upper decking a homeowner's toilet. Guys shitting in a litter box. And guys waffle stomping turds down the shower drain. it up for this week if you'd like to send us some dick pics our email is legs and eggs podcast at gmail.com you can see us on twitter at legs and eggs pod and you can check out our merch store it's linked in our show description once again i'm fupa jones on behalf of everyone here at the legs and eggs podcast we'd like to thank you for listening we'll see you next week